chapter 4, 2 Timothy chapter 4, and verse number 6, and uh, exactly what the Lord's got in store. Maybe a soul-searching time for uh, just a few of us here, amen, but 2 Timothy chapter 4, and verse number 6, you found your place, say amen. Amen. All right. Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 6. The Bible says this. <clears throat> and get a hold of what Paul is saying tonight. He says, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. All right. So it's here tonight that Paul is about to meet face to face with death. He's about to meet death face to face tonight. And he's about to meet Christ, but we see tonight uh, what led us up to this point in his life. So let's find out what it is tonight that it led him here. So Paul had been preaching the gospel of Christ tonight. And that preaching tonight is what's got him down to this jail cell tonight, this dark time in his life, if you will. And he's in this cell tonight that's almost like a dungeon. And if you'll remember with me tonight, uh, Paul is down in this jail cell and it's dark here. And he may have just had a hell bag. Uh, uh, a bale of hay to sleep on tonight and and some people said that he was even in stocks and bonds tonight as he was writing this letter to young Timothy. At any rate tonight, Paul was in jail and he's just about to meet the Savior. Now can you imagine tonight what Paul must have been feeling down in a jail cell tonight? I mean friend, he was about to get the martyr's crown tonight and if I read my Bible right, that's one of the greatest crowns that a person could ever have is to be killed for the name of Christ up in heaven. But for and he's about to get that crown tonight. Uh, he's about to be beheaded for preaching the gospel of Christ it's when, in which you and I are allowed to sit in America tonight and hear, we can hear the Word of God being preached. And you know, sometimes I feel like we take for granted just to be able to hear the Word of God. I was looking at something on a, a Facebook one night and there were some folks, I believe it's in the Philippines there, and they were all coming into church and the water had flooded their church. And you know what? They didn't let it stop them from having church. They come in and the water was up to here. Some of y'all might have seen that. And I thought, man alive, if we'd get that serious, if we get that hungry, for the Word of God. I mean, friend, they, they didn't care about the water. They wanted to hear what the Word of God said. But friend, listen, you and I can sit here freely tonight in a building with heat, air conditioner in the summer. And friend, I'm telling you, hey, we ought to be thankful tonight that we're even able to come. So here's Paul tonight, though. He's about to be beheaded for the gospel, for preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But now even though Paul is getting ready to lose his life tonight, for what you and I sit here and take uh, for granted tonight, he knows young Timothy tonight is still alive. Now Paul's getting ready to face death, but here's somebody that Paul's going to leave behind to keep, to keep doing the work that he was doing tonight. So Timothy was to stay true in this fight tonight. And he's shown him and us tonight what to do in the church. How to behave ourselves in the house of God, if you will. Uh, he's laid out to the deacons tonight. We looked at all this in our earlier studies tonight. If you'll remember last year ago or so, but he had told the deacons their jobs. He told the preacher his job. He told the pastor's wife, deacons' wives, their job. 
But here we see this man. He's about to make his departure tonight to the other side. He's about to meet Christ tonight. And friend, what a day it's going to be tonight when you and I get to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, friend, we're going to get to see Him face to face. I can't even imagine that tonight. But with that on our minds, let's do a little review tonight for getting ahead of myself. All right, in our last study, we got done with one verse, and we'll do one more tonight. We read verse number 5, and we looked in that verse where the Bible said, But watch thou in all things, and your afflictions do the work of an evangelist make full proof of thy ministry. Now, as Paul was about to leave this world behind, he was letting young Timothy know he wasn't telling him lies tonight. He wasn't trying to sugarcoat things. He was letting young Timothy know that trouble was going to come his way. And you know, if my pastor uh, ever told me the truth, he said this, he said, son, if you're going to preach, you better get thick high. I've learned that not everybody wants to have the preacher over for Sunday dinner. A lot of people want to have it for Sunday dinner, amen, but they don't want to have him over for Sunday dinner. I've been to churches where folks, you preach something, they don't even shake your hand at the back. I mean, they just walk by you and look at you real funny like you're crazy. Hey man, this is a it's a blessing to come here and people shake your hands and talk to you. But hey, listen tonight, uh, Paul was letting young Timothy know that hey, there's problems going to come his way tonight. He said, "Young Timothy, you can rest assured one thing is for sure tonight you're going to have to endure some afflictions in your life." Hey, same person tonight, we're going to have to endure some afflictions tonight. But it's like the old song says, "Friend, that in the trouble and in the trials, I'm glad tonight we've got somebody." that walks with us. Hey, the old song says He lives, He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. Hey, ain't you glad you got somebody to go with you through the struggle tonight? Hey, we ain't doing it alone tonight. And here is young Timothy tonight. And Paul is telling him from a jail cell that friend, you're going to have to endure some afflictions. But hey, it's like he's letting you know tonight that the one that's been with him in that jail cell as he travels through this life. Ain't you glad you got somebody with you tonight? He tells young Timothy he's going to have to watch the church there at Ephesus. He's letting her know he's going to have to watch himself so he don't wreck himself. And friend, that's what we're, we need to do tonight. But friend, what that lets me know tonight is there's not a one of us tonight that's above failing and above falling. And I'm not talking about falling from grace. But I'm telling you, we're not above failing God. Amen. Uh, Paul is telling young Timothy, a man of God, to watch himself. Watch, therefore, in all things. Now, as I said in our last study tonight, young Timothy wasn't only to watch out for himself. He's to watch out for the church there at Ephesus tonight as well. He was the overseer of the church this time under Christ. And he had been put there to watch for their souls. Well, that's what the Lord's put me here to do is watch for our souls. Of Mount View Baptist Church. I, I hope you trust me tonight. Amen. I sure hope so. You voted me in. But friend, I guess you can say I'm in the soul watching business tonight, I guess. But friend, at any rate, that's what Paul was telling young Timothy to do. He was also telling him and us tonight that we can keep our heads held high and we can look up because there's coming a day tonight in which Christ is coming back to this earth and he's coming back to get the church. You and I. Uh, watching all things tonight. So young Timothy was to do that. But the Bible says young Timothy was to endure afflictions, as I said a moment ago. So problems would come his way tonight. But what you and I are to do tonight is that we're to endure in the hard times of our lives. Now sometimes 
And the hard times is when it gets hard to be a Christian. I mean, things come your way and, and we'll preach on it and we'll walk out of the church and say, yeah, I'm going to do fine. And then something hard comes our way. And before you know it, we're down and we're crying and we're out. And I, I, that's natural. Amen. That's a natural thing for us to do. But friend, we ought to trust God just as much in the hard times as we do in the good times. Now, that's easy preaching, hard living, ain't it? But, friend, that's what we ought to do. But sometimes, you know what, tonight, I mean, friend, help's there for the last four. But I know how it's out people. We're stubborn. Amen. I know. I'm one of them, too. Ain't nothing wrong with me. I don't need no help. And then you get home and you said, you know, I might ought to ask for a little help. But next week, I still ain't going to ask for no help. Is that not how we are? But friends, sometimes we're just too prideful to ask God for help. Are we not? I mean, but friend, we'll swallow that pride tonight if we'll humble ourselves before God. There's help in any trial tonight. There's help in any trouble. And you know what? Sometimes all God's wanting us to do is ask. Sometimes He just wants us to ask. Ain't it amazing how sometimes we ask and we can come back in the church the next week and folks will say, God answered that prayer. God answered that prayer. Sometimes He just wants us to ask. But the Holy Ghost tonight's the comforter. Been left behind for us tonight in every trial and every struggle. And you know, young Timothy tonight was to endure afflictions. He was to watch and he was to do the work of an evangelist. He was tonight to make full proof of his ministry as well. Now, friend, we're living in a day and in a society when we've got to make full proof of what we are. We're saved. Man, if you're saved, you're saved. But Paul says that faith without works is dead. So if you're saved tonight, it ought to show up in your life. So God's called us to be Christians. He says, be holy, for I am holy. Now, we can't be holy if we go around Laughing at every single one of our workers dirty jokes. You think God's pleased with that? Uh, I'm not going to get on music tonight. I'll save that for another time. We've got to be careful. Folks ought to see a difference in our lives. So God called us to be Christians. That's what we ought to be. Hey, I've been saved from the guttermost to the uttermost tonight. He didn't have to, but He saved me. Hey, you had to reach way down the gutter to get a hold of me. But I'm glad He did it tonight. But down at the end of young Timothy's road tonight, he was to be one in which the world could look at young Timothy's life and say young Timothy was a saved man. That's what he's saying. Make full proof of the ministry. Our sales are to be set straight tonight. And we need to be headed toward Christ instead of away from Christ. Friend, we're saved tonight. We ought to act like we're saved. But friend, that's what Jesus is wanting us all to do. But what that all reminds us, let's read again verse number 6, trying to dig in tonight. The Bible says, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. Now this sounds like a sad time. I mean, Paul is about to die. But I see something tonight interested me. As we come to verse number 6, we see things as they take a change here tonight. So what's going on tonight? So we see the shadow of the executioner's axe tonight as it moves closer to the head of Paul. You know, folks say the Bible's boring. I'm telling you, it's not boring. That's, hey, it's the best book I've ever read. And here's Paul tonight. I mean, you say, well, we like blood and gore movies. Well, I'm telling you, you get blood and gore in the Word of God. And you just read that thing. 
But you know, uh, he's getting ready to have his head cut off. That's what's getting ready to happen here. And friend, look at this part of the verse. The Bible says, I'm now ready to be offered. That's bold words for a man to say that's about to have his head cut off. Listen, Paul's writing to young Timothy. He's letting young Timothy know tonight that he's ready. He said, I'm ready. It's almost as if tonight Paul was telling young Timothy, saying, son, he's his son in the faith tonight. He's saying, don't cry over me when I go because I'm ready to go tonight. Hey, I hope tonight, listen to me. You say, well, preacher, we're saved, we're saved. Hey, listen to me tonight. You better know tonight that you're saved and born again. You better make full sure that you are tonight. Know where you're going tonight. I hope you can say with Paul, I'm ready to go. Hey, Paul was ready. Paul's now down in this jail cell and he's not looking for a way out. I mean, friend, look, if I was down there, I'm going to be honest with you. I'd be trying to get the keys or I'd be trying to find a way to sneak the guard somewhere. He'd give me the keys or I'd be trying to break loose. Paul's not doing none of that. The Bible don't say that he's doing that. But what's he doing? He's trying to encourage young Timothy to keep going on in the faith. Friend, he's looking forward tonight to making his way home. Is he not? That's what he's doing. He said, I'm ready. Paul's about to take his last breath on this side of life. He's about to wake up and take his first breath of oxygen on the other side. And friend, as you and I are reading this scripture tonight, we see that Paul's not complaining in this jail cell tonight. I haven't heard him say anything about having to sleep on a, on a hay bale or where, whatever he was sleeping on. He wasn't a bed, I don't believe. And friend, he wasn't complaining about the stinking jail cell and how dark it was. Friend, and I'm telling you, he's just ready to go. Boy, as you and I are reading this scripture, he's not complaining. He's not crying. Paul says, I am ready. Boy, I tell you, that ought to be the attitude of the child of God, should it not? I mean, friend, think about it. I'm ready. Are you? Hey, what if... Death came tonight. Are you ready, friend? I don't want to go right now. I'll be honest with you. But if Christ seemed fit to take me, I know tonight that I'm ready to go. Hey, I also know tonight because I'm saved, I know that life on the other side is going to be so much better than life on this side tonight. Hey, I'm going to wake up. Uh, or Paul was getting ready to wake up in a place where he'd not be in jail no more. Paul was getting ready to wake up in a place where he wouldn't be handcuffed, where he wouldn't be whipped no more. Hey, friend, he was about to meet Jesus Christ face to face. He said, I'm ready. Friend, he could say that through it all God has been good. Hey, I'm telling you, when we reach the other side tonight, we're going to say God's been good. Amen. We ain't going to get up there and say, well, God, why'd you take me now for? We ain't going to get up there and say, well, Lord, I wish you'd let me stick around just a little bit longer. No, we're going to say, God, you've been good. Through every trial, through every storm. You know what? Uh, Brother JR talks about vanity a lot around here, and sometimes our cries in vain. Because on the other side, it's all going to be good. Everything. I can't imagine that tonight. Friend, listen. He's going to get to say that. He's going to get to go to heaven and say, Thank you for the day that I met Christ on the Damascus Road. Oh, Paul, he is persecuting Christians, killing them left and right. But one day on the Damascus Road, Jesus came by. And he's going to get to say, Boy, 
I thank you for that light you shined on me there on the Damascus Road. Hey, he's going to say, thank you for saving me. Hey, can you remember the day you met the Savior tonight? Can you remember the day you got saved? But you can't. I'd be checking up. Can you remember it? Paul could. Friend, if you can't, if you remember that tonight, you can say with Paul, I'm now ready. I'm now ready. Don't it feel good? Hey, you know what? If you're saved tonight, you ought to just say it. I'm ready. It feels good to be ready. I like it. Hey, Amen. I enjoy that. People say, well, ain't you scared? Maybe a little, but I'm ready. Amen. Hey, it's good to be ready tonight. It's good to know tonight if you don't wake up on this side that you're going to wake up on the other side. Hey, friend, I'm glad I've got peace tonight. I'm glad the sting of death has been conquered for me tonight. Hey, I'm not going to hell tonight. And friend, as we read about Paul, you and I know that Paul wasn't going to hell either. Because in our text tonight, Paul says, I'm ready to go. I hope you're ready. Well, preacher, I've come to church my whole life. I hope you're ready. I didn't ask you if you come to church your whole life. I said, I hope you're ready. Preacher, I do this. I didn't ask you what you've done. I said, I hope you're ready. Amen. If you're saved and born again, you've already died. So we don't have to worry about dying again. Our soul. Boy, I like that right there. Get a hold of that. If you died once, on this side, you're going to die twice. Your soul is going to live forever in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ. I like it. That thrills my soul tonight. For if you're saved, you died out to self the day you asked Christ in your heart life. You say, I'll live for you. Amen. I'm glad for on the Damascus Road tonight. Paul said, I'm, hey, Paul said, I need to be saved. And he's ready to be offered tonight because he knows that when he dies, He's going to meet the Savior. Paul said, I'm ready. Do you know tonight when you die that you'll not die and go to hell? If you know that, you're ready to be offered to. Friend, I hope you know that you know. If you can say that you know you're going to heaven, you too can say with Paul, you can say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Friend, Paul was ready to go. He's ready to preach the gospel. He's ready to pay tonight what it might cost him to preach that gospel. And now we see him paying for it in this jail cell tonight, but just as much as he's ready to preach it, he's ready to pay the price for it as well. Boy, it's in this verse tonight that not only do we see Paul's ready, but we see he's ready to be offered. Well, if you'll remember tonight when an offering was offered up to the Lord, that offering, I preached on that a while back, about the offerings, the type of the Christian being poured out to God. Remember that drink offering being poured out. Paul said, I'm ready to be offered. Well, what are you talking about? Well, Paul's blood was about to be poured out. Get a hold of that tonight. I don't mean to be gruesome tonight, but when this axe cuts off Paul's head, it's, it wasn't going to be not bloody tonight. Amen. There's going to be blood coming out. So he's going to be poured out tonight. He had laid it all out for Christ. Wow. What a man. Well, friend, you and I don't have to worry about being killed for spreading the gospel of Christ tonight. Hey, it's all of our excuses for us not telling somebody is a pretty lame tonight, aren't they? Paul said, I'd be beheaded for preaching the gospel. But I don't care. That's what he said. He 
because I'm going to preach it anyway. And you know what? We're not being beheaded for telling folks about Christ, but we sure do make a lot of excuses not to tell them. Preacher, how do you know that? I'm the one too. Amen. But here we go. As Paul was about to come face to face with death tonight, Paul didn't let the thought of death deter him tonight because his thought of death tonight is that he was an offering unto the Lord and friend as his head was about to be rested on that executioner's block tonight. Hey, that head, think about it tonight, would transform it, or that block would transform into an altar tonight. And friend, that's the way our lives ought to be. We ought to be poured out for Christ each and every day of our lives. You know what? We ought to empty these old bodies of self. Amen. Self's bad. I know. I deal with him every day. And I don't like him and he don't like Christ. But I'm telling you, Christ lives in me. And I'm telling you, friend, we ought to empty ourselves of self and fill ourselves so full of Christ. I heard this thing on the internet. It said if a mosquito bites you, it ought to go away. There's a, what's that song? Power in the blood. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Hey, we ought to be so full of Christ. Paul said, I'm ready to be offered, but now let's look at something else. Look where the Bible says, and the time of my departure is at hand. Well, in this part of the verse tonight, we see this word departure. That's where it gets good. The word departure means to unloose. It gives us the idea tonight of leaving one place to go to another. Well, me and my wife been married... For 10 years almost. Bless her heart. And she's put up with me for 10 years. I don't know how she's done it. But we're going to take a cruise. Lord willing. And we're going to depart from one place. And we're going to another place. Paul said. I'm ready to depart this world. And he said I'm ready to go home. Think about it. One day we're going to fly. My departure is coming here. Amen. It's coming soon. I believe it tonight. Hey, we're going from this place to a better place, to a better land, to a better country. I'm telling you, friend, we're going to unloose from this thing one day. Hey, we're going to see Christ in the cloud, and we're going to be with Him in the cloud. Hey, I'm telling you, friend, what a day it's going to be when our Jesus we shall see. Hey, I'm a little jealous tonight of those old saints went home to be with God, ain't you? I mean, friend, imagine what they're up there doing tonight. Hey, I know what one of them's doing. I bet she's eating. My wife's sister liked to eat. And I bet she's sitting down at the table with Jesus Christ tonight. Just eating what's eating. Won't it be amazing when you get there to know what's going on? Hey, I mean, friend, I'm jealous of them tonight, but I know tonight, like Paul, our departure's coming, friend, and one day we're going to be home. But I hope you're ready. Are you ready? Paul said, I'm ready. Paul wrote this in Philippians 1 and 23, For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. What a day. He said that it was better that he stayed for them at the time, but his desire was to be with Christ. Friend, I ain't no hurry. But I know that I'm going to be with Christ one day. What I'm saying tonight is our desires ought not to be about things down here. It ought to be on Christ. 
Hey, friend, you know, not only does he save our soul, but he gives us a promise. Not what I'm saying on this. But he gives us a promise that we're going to see those that are saved through Jesus. That's a blessing. Hey, you know what? We're going to sit at his feet, and I don't know if we'll be worried about who's there or not. But what a blessing that he allows that tonight. Even though Paul had been put in jail, he had come to terms that he's going to be put to death. Paul said, there's no hope for me to get out of this jail tonight except for I meet the Lord. And that word desire there in the book of Philippians, that word means to lust. And I know you and I ain't to lust. But I believe Paul lusted for home. Friend, I bet Paul could What Paul was feeling. Friend, listen. Paul was about to reach that shore. He was ready to go. His departure was at hand. He was on his way tonight to a place of perfect peace, perfect government, perfect home. Shouting saints. Not complaining saints. Amen. I believe he could feel heaven tonight because that's what awaited him at death. I honestly believe tonight. I know it's been preached for years. I believe we're getting close. I believe we're drawn to the shore. Friend, I tell you tonight, what a pull from the other side. When it gets unreal like it got in here Sunday morning, I don't know if you felt it or not, but I did, and I like it. I like it tonight. But friend, what a day. We were, I believe we're going to feel that feeling times 10 every day. What a blessing. We'll look in our next study at why and how Paul was ready to go. But friend, honestly tonight, I want you to search your heart. My hope for each and every one of us that are here tonight is that you are ready to go. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed tonight. It never hurts to...